That's why my heart is filled. When you delivered me from stuff I couldn't even save myself from, that's why my heart is filled. Somebody knows what it feels like to be delivered. Anybody knows what it feels like to be bound so long and he brings you out and now you can lift your hands, you can smile now. That's why my heart is filled. Some of you are in bad relationship with God delivered you. That's why my heart is filled. We don't sing these songs anymore. But my mind, my soul belongs to you. Oh, you pay. We'll pay the price for you. I don't take it for granted. That's why I gotta praise you. That's why I can't sit here and just not praise you. Way back, way back on Calvary. That's why, that's why, I said that's why, that's why I praise you, I to lift my hands but I'll do it anyway with praise I love you more than the pain I love you more than the issue I love you more than the hurt I love you more than the bondage I got to lift my hands I've got to do it because you've been better to me than the hurt you've been better to me than the pain you've been better to me than the struggle God that's why my heart is filled with praise yeah, 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 yeah. that's why Sing that real sweet. That's why. Come on, elevate your worship. Elevate how much you feel about it. Elevate your certainty. Elevate your worship.
because you don't know what else to say. But oh, the Bible says that the Spirit make an intercession. Sometimes you don't know what to pray for, what to even worship. But sometimes all you can say is, oh, oh. You know, it's moments like this we got to learn how to steward over. What do you mean, apostle, steward over? It's moments like this we don't rush. Because you can rush into the presence of God and miss God. You, you can rush in and, and miss what God is doing in that moment. Because you're so busy and so focused on what's happening in the atmosphere, you forget the environment. Ah, you, you, you rush in and you're just so enamored about all of this that you miss that. And it may be just a small, still, small voice in the midst of all the chaos, the loud noise, the clanging of the tambourines, that you miss God because he's speaking softly. Sometimes it's the shout that gets the most attention. That's what grabs your attention, all of the shouting. Oh, what's that? But God is not in the shout. God's in that quiet voice. In moments like this, you know, us as Christians, we have ADD, attention deficit disorder, can't keep still, can't keep still, got to have everything. Sometimes God just wants you to ease into his presence. That's where you'll find peace and comfort. That's where you'll find joy. Watch this. That's where you'll find the answer that God wants to answer to the questions that you have. 
Because God don't mind the questioning. He just don't want you questioning the answer when he gives it to you. Are you hearing me? Quiet moment like this. Oh, I know you think you're in a Presbyterian church. But it's quiet moments like this that God will speak the loudest. So if you would, let God speak in this moment. Let God speak to your heart. Let God speak to that situation. Let God deal with that circumstance in this moment. Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Isaiah, chapter number 12, verse number 2. Grab your Bibles. We'll let the word speak. Also grab the Gospel of John. I think there's a microphone still on over there. Amen. Gospel of John, chapter number 7, verse number 38. If you would, do as I do. Stand to your feet, even while you're looking. Custom of ours is to stand for the reading of God's word. So we honor and reverence the word of God. Isaiah chapter number 12, verse number 2, as well as the gospel of John chapter number 7. We make our faith declaration. We make our faith declaration for three reasons. One, we want to let the devil know that we believe God's word. Can you say amen? Number two, we want to remind God that we believe his word. We let God know that we believe him at his word. Can you say amen? amen? And thirdly, we make this faith declaration, watch, to remind ourselves that we believe God's word. Because sometimes you need to encourage yourself as David did. Amen. 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 So we make this faith, faith declaration for those three reasons. So repeat after me today, I'll be taught the word of God. My spirit is ready and my mind is sharp. I believe the word. The word is truth. It is without error. I believe what the word says. I can have what it says I can have. I can do what it says I can do. I can be what it says I can be. I believe what the word says about me. I am redeemed. I am the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. I am healed, no sickness nor disease shall come near my home. I'm more than a conqueror. I am rich, wealth and riches shall be in my house. Say it like you mean it, wealth and riches shall be in my house. Prophesy that over your neighbor, say wealth and riches shall be in your house. They're not ready to receive, declare over someone else, say wealth and riches shall be in your house. Shout out, blessed to be a blessing. My house is blessed. My marriage is blessed. My children are blessed. I'm blessed. Now shout amen. Isaiah chapter number 12, verse number 2. Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. I will trust and not be afraid. Ask your neighbor, say, are you scared? Now, put your best hood voice on. Are you scared? Tell your neighbor, don't be afraid. Why? Here it is. This is the reason why you should not be afraid. The Lord. 
The Lord himself will be your strength and your defense because he has become your salvation. God, with joy, I will draw water from the wells of salvation. In that day, you will say, give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name and make it known among the nations what he has done. Make his name known in Brookstown, Bird Station. In the field, in Scotlandville, in the bottom, wherever you are, make his name known to the nations. What he has done and proclaim that his name is exalted. My God in heaven. Dance over to John chapter number seven, verse number 38. Whoever believes in me, somebody shout, I'm a believer. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water flow for within them. Rivers of living waters shall flow within them. Rivers of living water shall flow within them. Rivers of living water shall flow. Rivers of living water shall flow. Rivers of living waters. Rivers of living water shall flow. Rivers of living water shall flow. Rivers of living water shall flow. From whom? Those who believe. So if you are a believer, there should be rivers flowing out of you. Dear God, if you're a believer, there should be rivers flowing out of you. Father, now in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the rivers flowing from within. But now only within, but let it flow out of us. That all who are connected to us will be saturated with your presence. It's in Jesus' mighty name we do pray. Somebody shout amen. Ask your neighbor, have you paid your water bill? You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Children of Israel come to a place of impasse where God has delivered them out of Egypt in a great mighty deliverance. And now he's bringing them to the point of which they're about to walk into the thing that he promised them. The place called Canaan, the promised land. Now they had spent 400 years in bondage. Now they spent another 40 years in the wilderness waiting to receive that which God had promised them. 40 years they're waiting and watch. Not one person, not just one person is waiting on the promise, but the whole nation is waiting for the same thing. Oh, what would it be like if the church would all come together collectively to believe God for the same thing? What, what would the church look like if we all stood together, connected, believing God for the one promise that God has promised us? The whole nation is waiting and anticipating this promise. And they get to the brink of the Jordan River. And they're about, they're about to enter into the Canaan. The promised land. But the river is in place, hindering them, blocking them from getting that which God has promised them. Could you imagine waiting 40 years for something? Could you imagine waiting 40 years for that promotion on your job? Waiting for that new car, that new house, that spouse? Could you imagine waiting 40 years for that raise, for that promised child of which God had promised you, of which you have been waiting, sowing, fasting, and giving for, but yet it had not happened 40 years? Most of us would have given up at this point. I don't know what you're waiting on God to do in your life. 
But I got a word from the Lord for you. You're about to go over. I don't know who this is for this morning, but you're ready to throw in the tower, ready to quit, ready to give up on the things of God. That business that you had that failed, God says, just be patient and wait on the Lord for they that wait upon the Lord shall have their strength renewed. Just be patient because here it is. Here it is. What God is about to do, it requires you to do something. Because this Jordan River is not like the Red Sea. The Red Sea, Moses stretched forth his hand and the sea parted and the children walked over. This is not like the Red Sea. The Red Sea had them blocked between Pharaoh and the Red Sea. This is different. They're at the Jordan. Pharaoh has been defeated. The one that is chasing them is no longer chasing them. And you would think to get into the promised land, it'll be easy. They don't even have an enemy to fight. But they have an obstacle in their way. And it's called the Jordan River. Now, the Jordan River, at the time of which they arrive at the Jordan River, is at flood stage. Y'all remember the flood? 2016, when the flood hit, the waters began to raise high. Y'all remember Katrina 2005? You remember when the flood waters filled the city? Y'all remember that when the waters came in? Well, that's at the Jordan River now. The waters are at flood stage. They're not normal waters. It's not waters that you could just walk through and cross over. They're raging waters. They're moving rapidly and fast. They're at this point. Hear this. Those who start with you may not finish with you. Everybody can't handle the flood waters. Y'all didn't catch that. Everybody can't handle the flood waters. And there were friends who you had before the flood. They were there for you. But the moment the flood hit, they left you. You had to scrub the walls by yourself. You had to rip out the sheetrock by yourself. You had to hang the crown molding by yourself. Not everybody can handle your flood waters. Not everybody can handle the situations and the circumstances and the vicissitudes of life that come your way. Not everybody is made to walk with you all the way into your promised land. Don't be moved when you lose people along the way because they can't handle it anyway. Matter of fact, they're doing themselves a favor because they will lose their minds trying to go where you're going. Everybody who start with you may not finish with you. They lost a whole generation of people. In the wilderness, a whole generation of people. So I want to talk to you real briefly from the thought, step in the water. Tell your neighbor, step in the water. Tell your neighbor again, step in the water. If you would prophetically make a declaration with your foot, just take one step forward. You ain't got to stand up. Just take that foot and just take one step forward. Just one step forward because what God is calling you to do today, he's asking you to take one step forward. Asking you to step in the waters. Every miracle, catch it, write it down, beloved. Every miracle God wants to do in your life, he will first give you an instruction before the manifestation of the miracle. Every manifestation of a miracle in your life will always be preceded by an instruction. God will always tell you first about the thing and what to do for the thing before you get the thing. Blind man, go wash your eyes in the pool of Salaam, an instruction. Take up your mat and walk, that's an instruction. 
Every time God wants to do something in your life, he will first give you an instruction. You know why? Because God wants to simply see if you would obey first. He says, I'll give it to you, but I need obedience. That when I give you this this instruction, you can have it, but will you obey the instructions to get it? Ask your neighbor, are you willing to obey? Come on, tap yourself and say, am I willing to obey? I mean, you know, because that's really the test right there is, are you willing to be obedient? Are you willing to obey the instruction to get the manifestation, to get the promise of which God has promised you? Will you obey? Will you obey? And in Joshua chapter number three, here it is. We know Moses is now dead and we're standing at an impasse, a brink, a transition, a shift from leadership from Moses to Joshua. And Joshua is now leading the people. And God now tells uh, Joshua, he says, early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites sent out from Shittim and went to the Jordan where they camped before crossing over. After three days, somebody shout three days. The officers went through the camp, throughout the camp, giving orders. There it is. Instructions to the people. When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord, your God and the Levitical priest carrying it, you are to move out from your position and follow it. Oh, God, catch this. That when God goes first, he's requiring you to get out of position and follow him. I don't care what your position is this morning. I don't care if your position is last at the bottom. God says, when you see him, get out of position and follow him. Your position may be curled up like a fetal in the bed, crying and weeping. God says, when you see me go, get out of your position and follow me. Your position may be lack and insufficiency, deficiency. God says, when you see me, get out of your position and follow There's the instruction. God says, I'm going to do it, but will you follow me? Are you willing to come out of position to follow me? Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance about 2,000 cubits between you and the ark. Do not go near it. Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves. Oh, God, more instructions. For tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. If I can drop something your way, I'll drop it right now. What God is about to do, he's about to do it end suddenly. Tomorrow is about to happen. And it's going to be amazing. It's going to be marvelous in God's eyesight. What God's about to do is going to happen. But watch, it's going to happen when you old. I told you it was tough. Some of y'all, that was like a cuss word coming out of your mouth. Oh, oh, uh, bang. Doesn't even flow like it ought to flow. What God wants to do, he's requiring you to, oh, you ought to put that in your vocabulary and practice it over and over again. I will obey. I will obey. I will obey. I will obey. God, if you say, I will obey. God, if you say, go, I will obey. God, if you say, do, I will obey. God, if you said, I will do it. I will obey. You ought to practice it and rehearse it over and over and over and over in your hearing so that for when your mouth is ready to speak, you will speak it and there won't be no hindrance. There will be no delay in your obedience for delayed obedience is still disobedience. So God, I will obey. I'm not going to wait to do it, God. I'm going to do it when you say do it. God, I'm not going to wait to say it. When you say say it, I'm going to say it right at that moment, God. When you say give it, God, I'm going to give it. Why, God? I will obey. You got to get in your spirit. 
Some of y'all, God has told great and mighty things, and you're waiting on the manifestation of those things. God says, I'm waiting for you to obey. He said, consecrate yourself, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Joshua said to the priest, take up the ark of the covenant and pass on ahead of the people. So they took it up and went ahead of them. And the Lord said, somebody shout, and the Lord said. And the Lord said to Joshua, today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all Israel so that they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. Tell the priest. God, if the priest would only hear God's voice again. Oh, God, if the priest would only hearken to the voice of God yet again. Who carried the Ark of the Covenant. When you reach the edge. Oh, Jesus. Did you catch that? When you reach the edge of the Jordan's waters, go and stand in the river. Now, trek with me for a second. He says, when you get to the river flowing river. I want you to stand in it. Now remember, the river is at flood stage. I don't know if you ever saw flood waters flow, but they're rapid. They're raging. I don't know if you ever been to the ocean and you stood in the ocean when the tidal wave comes in. It the water's raging and God says, go stand in the raging water. <laughs> Hear me, beloved. God says, stand in the midst of your problem. God says, stand in the midst of your circumstance. God says, stand in the midst of your trial and your tribulation. Just stand. But watch, not only stand, but I want you to carry my presence into the raging waters. I want you to take me in the midst of that problem. Now watch. Here it is. They're holding the Ark of the Covenant. (laughs) They don't have hands to balance themselves. They can't depend on their own ligaments, own members of their bodies to catch them and to hold them. Because they're holding the presence of the Lord. Y'all not hear me quite yet. So God says, I want you to go in the water and I don't want you to depend on yourself. I don't want you to depend on your neighbor. I don't want you to depend on the government or none of those things. Just depend on me. Hold me up in the midst of your problem. Hold me up in the midst of your circumstance. Carry me into the midst of it. So when the floodwaters come to overtake you, just let the floodwaters know God got me. When the enemy come to eat up your flesh and to take you out, just say, oh, God got me. When the enemy come to take your life and to snuff your life out, just say, oh, God got me. I'm not in this thing all by myself. I'm in this thing with God. I'm, I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it with God. I'm, I'm in it with God. I'm, I'm in it with God. I'm not in this by myself. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. He'll never leave me. I'm in it with God. Even if the instructions look crazy to stand in the floodwaters. God, are you, are you really serious? Do you know what these waters will do to me? Yeah, just trust me. Just trust me. I got you. He said, stand in the river. And Joshua said to the Israelites, come here and listen. Come and listen. Jesus said, the keys to the kingdom of heaven is he that has an ear. Let him hear. Here's the key to your breakthrough. Have an ear to hear what God has to say. If you don't catch nothing else that you take with you today, 
the key to your breakthrough is have an ear to hear what God has to say. Don't be moved by what you see, but only be moved by what God says about what you see. I'll say it again because you need to write that down. Don't be moved by what you see. Only be moved by what God says about what you see. Because your eyes are lied to you. <laughs> your eyes will tell you a different story. And you'll be looking at something and your eyes will lie to you. You look at the report and it says cancer and your eyes will lie to you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Have an ear to hear. Have an ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. He said, come, hear and listen to the words of the Lord your God. This is how you will know that the living God is among you and that he will certainly drive out before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hevites, the Prizites, the Geragites, the Amorites, and the Jebusites, and all them other ites. See the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. Of all the earth will go before you, will go into the Jordan ahead of you. Now then, choose 12. Somebody shout 12. 12 is the biblical number of order and governance. He says, choose 12 people who can rightfully govern this moment. And you know, God sent Joshua and Joshua sent 12 people into the promised land. Ten gave a bad report, but two gave a good report. When they all should have came in and governed that moment according to what God said. But they couldn't handle a flood stage moment. They saw the giants in the land came back with a bad report. They couldn't govern that moment properly. What am I saying to you this morning? When God sends you, you ought to go in governance and authority according to what God said, not what you see. Go according to what God said. Because nothing else matters with what you see. Go with what God said, not with what you see. I'll say it again. Go with what God said and not with what you see. Because if you go with what God said, eventually you will see what God said. Oh, y'all don't want to help me this morning. And he chose 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe. And as soon as the priest carried the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth set foot in the Jordan. Somebody shall step in the water. Its waters flowing downstream would be cut off and it would stand up in a heap. Now watch the Red Sea parted. And the children of Israel walked over on dry ground. But this is different. The moment they put their feet in the water, the water did not part. It dried up. Oh, God. What am I saying? What God is about to do to your enemy, he's going to drive the hand of your enemy up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, what, what, what he's about to do is he's about to dry up the hand of the enemy. There won't be a spot or a splash or an even an inkling of what the enemy wants to do. God's going to dry it up. Dry it up. Dry it up. Dry it up. And you can walk over on dry ground and it won't even touch you. God, I love it. I love it. Watch this. Walking into your promise requires you to take the first step. Walking into your promise requires you to take the first. Tell your neighbor, take a step. Come on, tell your other neighbor, say, take a step. God is looking for you to take a step. So when the people broke camp 
to cross the Jordan. The priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. And now the Jordan is at flood stage. There it is, all during harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the Ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped. It had piled up in a heap a great distance away at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zeratin, where the water flowing down from the Sea of Arab was completely cut off. So the people crossed over opposite of Jordan. The priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stopped in the middle of the Jordan and stood on dry ground. Somebody shout dry ground. While all Israel passed by until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry ground. Can I bless you with something this morning? Everything that's connected to you is going over. Everything connected to you. Everything connected to you. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. You ought to be glad you're sitting on my row. Because today you're going over. Come on, talk to your neighbor. Say neighbor, you ought to be glad you're on my row. Because today you're going over. Everything, the whole nation passed over. Not one of them got left behind. The whole nation, everything connected to you is crossing over. Your unborn children will cross over. Your grandchildren going to cross over. Your great-grandchildren going to cross over. Your great-great-grandchildren going to cross over. Why? Watch this. All from a simple act of obedience. From one simple act of obedience. Everybody's going over. Tell your neighbor, step into the water. So here it is. This is how you get into it. First, you got to get prepared. He said, consecrate yourself for in three days you're going over. You got to get ready. Now with your best TDJ's voice, say, get ready, get ready, get ready. And you got to say it from your belly. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Amen. Maybe you're hungry. He says, consecrate yourself. Get ready for in three days you're going over. Not only do you have to prepare yourself, but he says, go stand in the river. Go stand in the river. Remember, I told you the waters are raging and they're holding up the Ark of the Covenant. They're bringing God into the presence of their situation. They're bringing the presence of God into the presence of their situation. And they're standing in the water. I told our Bible study on on Tuesday, watch this. Not only are you all to stand on the word, but you also must stand under the word. They say, oh, stand on the word of God. I stand on the word, but I also have to stand under. So now if I'm standing on the word and standing under the word, I'm sandwiched between the word. So now my head from my crown of my head to the soles of my feet, I'm covered with the word. God. And they're standing, holding the presence of God. What's in the Ark of the Covenant? The Ark of the Covenant inside of the Ark is the tablets. Inside of the ark is Aaron's rod. Inside of the ark is the provision, the manna. It represents God's presence. God's order. His provision. His authority. And his word. Inside the ark. It says, stand up under this. I'm a God who's Jehovah Jireh. I will provide. I am a God who is Jehovah Shalom. I bring peace. Stand up under the word. And stand on the word. 
See, in Isaiah, and I'm closing, it says in Isaiah 43, it says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. And when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set ablaze. Hear this, beloved. Deep waters require deep faith. Deep waters require deep faith. The deeper the waters get, the deeper you got to go with God. God says, I'll be your scuba gear in the deep waters. (laughs) I'll be your oxygen tank. When you go deep, I'll go deep with you. I'll keep you and cover you. When the waters try to overtake you, they won't overtake you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be with you. The deeper you go, the deeper I'll go. Deep waters require deep faith. So you got to be prepared. You got to be willing to stand in the water. And lastly, God gets to go first. God has to go first. It is said in Isaiah, it says, so share the fear of the name of the Lord from the east and his glory rising from the sun. One translation says, I mean, from the west and his glory from rising of the sun. That's the east. Now watch. He says from east to west or west to east. See, he didn't take the route of north and south. Oh, this is going to be good. He didn't say as far as the north is from the south, or I'm going to take you from the north to the south, because there's a north pole and a south pole. You can measure the distance. But when he goes from east to west, there is no marcation or demarcation from east to west. So therefore, it's an eternal circle, never ending. (laughs) It's an eternal circle, never stopping. It's just like your sins. He said, I will cast them as far as the east is from the west. It is impossible for God to remember. Why? Because as far as the east is from the west is a never ending cycle. Never ending. And the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. I know we read in the King James Version, it says that when the enemy come in like a flood. When the enemy comes in like a flood, you know, the good old. Ah, and when the enemy uh-huh, comes in like a flood, the Lord, somebody shout the Lord. I say the Lord will. He, he will set a standard. Uh-huh. 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 There's a different connotation to the text. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord raises a standard. The word of God is without error. But man sometimes in their ability to interpret what God says, Sometimes we miss it. It's not when the enemy comes in like a flood, God will raise a standard. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise a standard. (laughs) When the enemy comes like a flood, the Lord. The Lord will. Amen. 
Not when the enemy comes into your life like a flood, but when the enemy comes into your life like a flood, the Lord will. Y'all not. See, y'all too religious right now because you're missing it. When the enemy comes in, God like a. To raise a standard. The Lord will come in and raise a standard like a flood. When you step in the water, God says, I'm stepping in with you. When you step in the water, God says, I'm coming in with you. And when the enemy comes, I'm coming in strong and mighty. When the enemy comes in mighty in battle, mighty is the Lord thy God. I'm coming in like a flood to take out whatever's trying to take you out. To annihilate whatever's trying to take you out. Like a flood, I'm coming in this thing. Like a flood, I'm coming in. Like a mighty rushing water. I'm coming in. I'm coming in. I'm coming in, and I'm going to set a standard that the enemy cannot even. I'm going to set a standard so high, the enemy can't even reach to get over. He can't even touch you. Why? Because you're seated in heavenly places above all powers and principalities and wickedness. I'm setting a standard so high that the enemy can't even touch you. All from a one simple act of obedience. One act of obedience. One act of obedience. One act. Somebody shout one. One simple act of obedience. 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 The Lord will raise up a standard. One simple act of obedience. I don't know what it is that you're going through this moment. But just may, just maybe, God is waiting for you to obey. Maybe it'll all end when it first begins with your obedience. Maybe it'll come to an end when you begin to obey. Maybe it'll end when you begin obeying. One simple act. One simple act of obedience. Somebody shout one. They stepped into the water and the ground dried up. And they were finally able to obtain the 40-year promise that they had been waiting for. For one act of obedience. If you would bow your heads with me. Because I believe this morning. Somebody is at the brink of the Jordan River. And your life is at flood stage. You're at that very moment where everything around you is chaotic. There's turmoil. All around you, everywhere you go, there's desolation and destruction. And you're like, Lord, not again. Here I go again. God, when? God, why? God, how? You're like, God, I'm ready to quit, give up, and throw in the towel. 
I've been waiting, God, and anticipating and great expectation, God, of you moving in my life when it's going to happen, God. When it's going to happen. God says for one act of obedience, Jesus, even in obedience unto death, gave his life. One act of obedience. One man gave his life so we can live our life. Now before your religious mind takes this as some materialistic message to get stuff from God, catch it. The deliverance from the children of the children of Israel from Egypt was about salvation. God was freeing them from bondage. From the stronghold and the tyranny and the struggle of the Egyptians. The Jordan River was a place of baptism, being washed so they can walk into their promised land. It was about their salvation. He said, with great joy, drink from the wells of my salvation. That rivers of living water will flow out of you. One act of obedience can begin it all. Can begin it all. What God wants to do in your life starts at this very moment. If you're willing to obey. If you're here this morning in the pardon of your sins. Have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. This is your moment. This is your Jordan moment. Maybe you have backslidden, done some things wrong, but today you're ready to get it right. This is your Jordan moment. Steward well over this moment. Don't let this moment, this day, this hour, this minute pass you by. This very second, obey the voice of the Lord. Get it right right now. So you can walk in your promise. If that's you this morning, shoot your hand in the air. Done some things wrong, I see you. Done some things wrong, I see you. I believe there's others that made some bad mistakes, but today... Children of Israel made some bad mistakes, doubted God in the wilderness. But it was only those who walked in faith that walked into the promised land. They changed their minds. So they changed their destination. But that's you this morning. You want to get it right, shoot your hand in the air. Any others? Any others? Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. I see you. Any, any others? I see you. Any others? Any others? I see you. Any others this morning? Do it now. This is your Jordan moment. It's your Jordan moment. See you. Any others? made some mistakes but I'm getting it right I'm getting it right that's the grace and the, the sovereignty of God when you do wrong he comes to he comes in your life and he does right because he's given his son any others any others any others thank you father thank you father we'll wait for you we'll wait for you I see you any others any others thank you God thank you God now, now here's my next appeal maybe you're here today you don't have a church home but the spirit of God been drawing you and drawing you to this place you got to get connected. Remember, everybody that was connected to them went over. And the reason why you're not walking into the fullness and the blessings is because you're not connected. A disconnected member of the body is no good to nobody, even themselves. Well, I'm part of the body of Christ, but you ain't connected to the body. I can stay at home and watch it online, but you ain't connected to the body. I can just read my word by myself, but you ain't connected to nobody. I can just do reading and do church all by myself, but you're not connected to the body. If that's you today, and God has been drawing you to this place over and over and over again, there's a purpose in that. There's purpose in that. Because watch this. If you eat at too many tables, eventually you get an upset stomach. 
eating at everybody's table. Going from church to church, getting the word. Eventually, you're going to get an upset stomach. And maybe God keeps drawing you back to this place because this is the place God wants you to pull your feet up to the table, sit down and feast. I'll submit this to you. Why don't you park until God provisioned you to the next? I'll say that again. Why don't you park here until God says where the next is? Because there's a reason why God keeps drawing you here. You might as well hold. I'll say it again. You might as well. You might as well. You might as well. Say, Lord, I'll obey. Come on, shut it. Lord, I'll obey. Lord, I'll obey. That's you this morning. Would you lift your hand? I see you. I see you. I see you. Any others this morning? Would you say, this is the morning I'm going to obey? This is the morning I'm going to obey. Any others? Any others? Would you lift your hand in the air? Any others? Any others? Any others? Thank you, Jesus. All standing to your feet as we close. For those of you who lifted your hand either for salvation or even to be a part, thank you for stepping in the waters. For those of you who are online and you made a decision, thank you for stepping in the waters. Thank you for stepping in the waters. Thank you for stepping in the waters. Father, for each and every hand that was lifted, I speak blessings upon their life. I think that the flood waters, even though they rage and they try to overtake them, they will not be consumed by them. That even, Lord God, the flames of the enemy will not consume them. Father, we thank you that they're covered in the blood and protected by your word. It's in Jesus' mighty name. Can somebody shout amen? amen. Can you shout louder amen? amen? Can you really give God some glory in this moment? Can you clap your hands?